Hey folks, it's John from A's for Alcoholic once again. Today's conversation is with my cousin Danny. He lives on the other side of the country and we decided we would talk about our fathers. <laughs> so both of which are problematic and complicated to say the least, but he was nice enough to be open and talk about things that had happened to him as a kid. I talked about things that happened to me as a kid and kind of worked through a few things. It's a great time to connect with family. It's a great time to connect with friends. It's a great time to get things off your chest and just be connected. I really enjoyed this and I know that we're definitely going to talk again soon. The other thing that's great is that it doesn't have to be the same with your kids as it was with your father. And that's what I see in him and how he's choosing to raise his son and the other one on the way. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Cousin Danny. You know, talking about our fathers, who I know um, both dealt with addictions and my dad, at least, alcoholism was his thing through and through. I don't really um, – he was never – well, that's not true. He was a drug addict, but they were all prescribed, and it was all yeah. pain pain yeah, meds. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that tends to tends up, end up being the case, which is funny because – not funny really, but I, you know, I never really knew all that. I, I've, I barely really even knew that much about you guys anyway, but you know, like I, I never knew that your dad would drink and stuff like that. I just knew that my father was the, the black sheep, but that, you know, and I, and you know, that was not even, I, I don't even know if that was actually, that was the truth because my dad was no like shining knight. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it was always kind of a strange case to me. Cause I, I just basically heard, you know, your father had real bad asthma when he was 18. He had to go to fucking Las Vegas and that was basically it. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Um, I only remember, I remember one time your dad coming to visit us. So I must have been in sixth or seventh grade. So that would make me like twelve or thirteen. And he came and he stayed with us. And I just remember him sleeping on the couch. And he was, you know, fun Uncle Dave. Like, <laughs> and but I remember a package getting sent to him. And my father and I just I had this memory of my dad opening up this package and like breaking all these needles and shit. And yeah. I guess there was something, you know, like and I didn't fully understand what the hell was going on. Like it was never I was too, too young. Uh, it's I've never actually heard that story directly, but it mm -hmm. was probably from grandma. Grandma oh, was fucked up. Jesus. Grandma and great grandma were fucked up. They would they were a large part of the reason why he was the way he was and and subsequently probably your father it's mm -hmm. funny now that i have all these records and everything i have grandma's like divorce papers from grandpa john from like 1965 mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it's it's just it's 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 weird to look at because if you think about it I, I think it was 1965 but even about that time my father was born in 1954 so you know he was say between 8 and 12 when they got divorced and in the fucking 60s, that was like, you know, a disaster. A sin. 
Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, so then him ended up getting basically raised by great grandma, which had no discipline and no anything. That's probably the reason why he ended up the way he did. Yeah. You know, I, it's, I think there, I think there are certainly, I don't know if it's a physical, like if you're bound to be this because your father was this, or it's something in the blood, or if it's just a, a like a cultural, the way you were raised thing, some things end up being more, looking more acceptable than others and so on and so forth. But, you know, I, I worry about that. Like, do we pass that on to our kids? Is that gonna... Um, well, there's, there's a few, um, there's a few ways of thinking about this and you've never exhibited any addictive behavior around alcohol or drugs. Have you? I mean, no, not really. I, I like to smoke weed. (laughs) <laughs> well, see, and like that's, that's yeah, but I that's, I don't that's even pretty much it though. That's that's different to me. That's you you have not I would, you I have would not like, to like think so. I have never done a an a an opioid in my right. life. I okay. have done some things that you know make me happy and, and party a little bit, but I've sure. never done an yeah. opioid of any point in my life ever. So there is some, uh, yeah, there is some uh, research that it is that there are genes. There are there there are things that are hereditary, um, and I I wish I would have to do some more. I would have to find the research for you. But um, I've talked to people who have gone to conferences and talked to doctors, and um, I, for me personally, I definitely think it was something in me from a young age because. Like the behaviors were <clears throat> the behaviors around things like candy as a little kid and like oh, yeah. eating sugar, you know, so like those things like these are things that are more socially acceptable now. And so or always worse. Sugar is you know, I, so I'm I would always highly I wouldn't say obsessive, but once I get into something, <laughs> I very much get into it, whether it be right. that, you know, a, a game, a, a stocks or you know, crypto anything mm-hmm. i i mm-hmm. usually dive headfirst into something for a couple of weeks and then wind my way back into it but right uh you know and i just know that like yeah I mean, and that's fine that's like having you can but it doesn't destroy your life it no, doesn't you don't no, you don't no, get into no, cryptocurrency no, and spend no, in no. you know sell the no. house the, no the, so, the one the one good thing uh, about it really is I'm generally kind of lazy. So a lot of the really <laughs> crazy ideas I have a lot of time, I'm like, fuck, that would take so much effort and stuff to get into. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to not do that. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> well, so the laziness has kept you from, yeah, from definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I think for me, like alcoholism for me. And so it started from a very early age. It definitely, um, was I think both a product of I think it was in me from the beginning, but I also think that dealing with my father and all of the the abuse and the trauma and just the fear not even even when there wasn't actual physical abuse it was just right. the fear of that and living with that made me feel well, I was terrified so finding something that could like ease that pain was was an, an amazing thing. You know, I think my first drink that I, I've told this story before, but I remember my father, he, um, I had spilled a bottle of white wine in the fridge 
I don't know why it was open or how it got open. I don't remember any of that, but I had spilled it and it had spilled down into like the vegetable crisper and there were like some bean sprouts down there. And so he made me sit over the sink and like eat these bean sprouts that were soaked in wine, which is a fucked up. That's I mean, and, and at the same time, my brother was sitting across the counter like and he had made him sit naked on an ice cube. Like, this is like some weird fucked up torture shit. This is not even, you know? And so this is my first memory of ingesting alcohol. And I don't remember loving it because it was just this horrible, right. torturous yeah. thing. But it, was, it wasn't until a couple of years later that I had like my first drink. And I was like, this is the answer. And I've heard this so many times from so many other alcoholics. Um, and so I definitely feel like it was in me because it's something turned on and something clicked right. and it was like, I finally found it. So, well, I mean, do you think it was in you? Or do you think that those traumatic experiences created it inside you? I feel like it's, I feel like it was both because one of the things that I, I never really had growing up was I didn't have any sort of support. I didn't have any sort of, uh, you know, I didn't feel like I had the love of my father. Yeah, he see, that's... He had manipulated my mother into thinking she they had to be apart and she couldn't have the kids. And it was there was that was a whole nother fucking thing with like money and manipulation. Yeah, see, as, as I've grown, I've and I talk to my wife about this all the time, but I, I used to think like the things I went through growing up were so awful and I was the unluckiest kid ever and blah, 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 this. And... And the longer I go and kind of look back on it, I actually realized that I, I was I was blessed in so many ways. And especially mm -hmm. I, I think about you guys, too. Like, dude, my father would get fucking super high all the time. My father never touched me once. Never. Yeah. Never fucking hit me. Never. He was never like that whatsoever. He would just get fucking dope high and fucking stupid and just fucking go walk around and pass out in like the park and shit. So, like, I, I never had that whatsoever. I also had my mom and my mom's grandma right down the block. So I had mm -hmm. an emergency exit at all times. I could just leave the house whenever, I, if there was anything bad, I could just leave and either go to my mom's or go to my other grandma's and that would be it. Let alone grandma and great grandma when they were all still around. So, uh, you know, I think about all the times my dad would come home high. He would come home beat up. He would come, you know, all this shit. And I, it was so terrible and everything and all that. And I actually, I, it's kind of veering, but not really. I, I tell the story all the time. My buddy, Joe Metcalf, who he's, he's doing great now. He's, he runs like masterminds in Miami, all uh, self-knowledge stuff. It's really great. But, you know, I, his father and my father growing up were, were buddies, like from high school. So from the outside, I, his, you know, he had his mom and dad live in the same house. He had a sister. Everything was great. And I remember one time getting in an argument with my mom because of something my dad said. And I was like, you know what? I just, I wish we were like Joey's family, blah, blah, blah. And I stormed off and whatever. So fast forward to about seventh grade, his father ends up leaving the house. The next year he dies of a, a blow overdose. And he was pretty much a hardcore drunk and fucking coke fiend at the same time when I was saying this shit. And I had no idea. So like, I, I, you never really know about that. And uh, it's, do you remember when I came to Vegas when I was like a baby? <clears throat> I don't like, think I have so, man. Stories, I, but like, no, the I don't. I mean, trauma, there was no ever really never physical trauma, nor was there ever like 
like aggression or me. You know, it was just all things were fucked up and I was just yearning for things to just be normal. Mm-hmm. But when I went to Vegas, I was Jesus. I had to be four or five years old, six maybe. And they put me in the plane by myself. My dad was basically out on the lamb by you guys. I'm pretty sure he uh... took me to see you guys at like a karate dojo or some shit. Yeah, we used to do. Yeah, yeah, we did like kung fu or some. Yeah. We did something. Yes, yes. So I think I yes. went to see you guys the one time, and whatever. And I, he ended up fucking. We were staying in his buddy's apartment, and the guy he was with OD'd, and his kids like called the cops, and I got taken. I was put in some sort of like group home for like two days until the the, the flight could come get me and shit. This was in Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. The only time I've ever been to Vegas. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I see it. No, I had no idea. And I have, and like you said, because of all the mental trauma, there are still, I've tried to think back and remember things, and there sure. are complete, like, there are just blank spots where I don't remember anything. And people talk about having memories from childhood. And I'm pretty sure that I've blocked a lot of this shit out and I haven't really gone deep into any sort of therapy or anything like that to try and yeah. dig them up. And I don't know. I but... actually just told my, my wife and my mom and my doctor, I was like, you know, I, I think I want to go to therapy. You know, they're like, Oh, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah. I was like, actually things are really okay now. Like my life is getting mm-hmm. to be in order. I got a, a good job. I got a wife, I got kids, a house. I was like, now is really the time. Now I want to, you know, really cement things. Right. Level up and like handle, keep things strong. Right. And it's, um, you know, I being able to like talk to somebody and I've been, I was going to a therapist just recently and she's more of a, um, this wasn't like a deep dive kind of thing. She's been, She's more, this was more of like, here are some tools. You know, she gave me some handouts and worksheets and things like that. And I was like, oh, this is actually stuff I can use in my daily life. Um, but I, I think it's been very helpful. And I've just found, you know, finding other alcoholics to talk to and people and you're like, oh shit, you, the same thing or, oh my God, even worse. Oh, okay. How did you deal with it? And, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So, um, do you, so you talk about your dad never touched you, but that it always, his his drug use was um his his presence pretty much just always caused chaos basically yeah. not forever not you know for and there are there were a lot of times when things would be good i remember you know before he died i was in my late 20s mm-hmm. so like there there would certainly be days where he wouldn't be high all the time and i would have conversations with him like you know like I enjoy this, us hanging out, watching a fucking football game. Like, even if you, you know, but then it would just eventually always come crashing down. And then he, uh, he got caught for something, which was like a violation or something. So he went away for six months. And when he came back out, he had the fucking start of a tumor on his neck. And uh, pretty much a year and year and a half after that, that was pretty much it. Which, yeah. which was. Not funny nor ironic, really, but he had all these things that he was, I don't want to say was wrong with him, but he had all types of diseases and this and that, and then to just end up getting cancer and just going, 
with all the shit that he had and went through, like if he never got cancer, he might have fucking still been here. <laughs> yeah. It's really crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, maybe we just have fucking strong fucking bodies. I I believe it. I mean, my dad was um so he was sixty seven or something when he died, maybe. I don't know. But it was it was ultimately all of the drugs he had taken prescription medications that he had been on for all of the various surgeries because of the asthma. And it wasn't so much near, it wasn't the alcohol at the end. Mm -hmm. Like I remember going to his apartment um, and he would have beers. He'd have like Heineken's or something in the fridge, but it was never, he wasn't drinking at that point, at least not heavily. Um, But I have no doubt that it was the alcohol like in his twenties, in his thirties, in his forties and so on. That yeah. led to that kind of shit, you know. Alcohol is um, a really dangerous thing, dude. Like, in this country, we just it's it's just so accepted, and I have never seen people do crazier shit out of any of the fucking drugs I've seen people do. That I, you know, I've never seen fucking somebody like smoke crack or fucking like smoke crystal meth or anything like that. So I don't want to say that, but sure. the craziest shit I've ever seen fucking people do was just because they were drunk. Yeah. Fights and fucking stupid shit. You know, like it's just it's just crazy. Yeah, I um I I mean I can't I should have been dead so many times in my life already. And I think about the things and there's a there's a one of my favorite Just because of drinking or because of what you were doing? Well, because of what I was doing. Um Anthony Hopkins says, um, what does he say? Uh life isn't fair. Um, if life was fair, I'd be dead. And that's like I and it's I, true. I agree, I... On that. I agree on that very much so. Because <laughs> I, I think about that a, a lot too, because there were times when I was doing stupid shit and I could have got pinched and mm-hmm. just, I, you know, I was ended up getting lucky and other people, they, it's, it could just really just takes one, one veer of that pathway, dude. You start, you, you get, mm-hmm. you get arrested early or, or you get a girl pregnant early or something like that. Like, it's hard to get out of that, man. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's hard once you kind of set these the pathways. It's it's hard to get out of them. Yeah. But then it, it ends up being luck or not, you know. Like, I, it's I, I could have been in any of those situations, but mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to not be. And the same shit with my dad. You know, it's how many times did he probably OD or should have OD'd, and he just was so big and strong that it could have yeah. even been that. It could have just been lucky. Yeah. He was a big dude, too. I remember him always being much like my dad was kind of a he wasn't like super yeah, big, but, you know, you think, too, yeah, but you I mean, I guess as a kid, you, everybody thinks their dad's big, but your dad right. was like yeah. a my big guy, right? He's strong. Yeah. <laughs> so and I remember the last time that I was in Jersey, which was like 2000 and grandma's party. Yeah, I remember. That's or... when I worked at Webster Hall. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably 2004, 2005. Yeah, something like that. And mm-hmm. um, we went to the we went to the club that you were working at, and we drove around New York City, and like it was super fun and cool. And I remember, and I remember your father showing us around, like driving. I don't know yeah. if you were in the car. No, I wasn't there for that part. There, but I just remember like, and it was he was. I don't know what happened or how it happened, but there was an accident or there was like, that was the next, that was, it was the next day. Okay. He got into an accident and then fucking drove the car all the way fucking back home. And then like caught on fire. (laughs) 
That's right. Yeah. I, so, I trust okay, me. I remember the whole the thing. Same day. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, and again, I try to remember these things and I just, I just remember it being like you said, that chaos. And my father was the same. My father yeah. was the same way. Like it was always fucking chaos. Like yeah. there was never, I never felt, I never felt secure in yeah, his presence. I, right. I, I hear you. And I, you know, I always just wanted the regular fucking run of the mill family life. And really, when I would, when he would be gone, if he would be in jail or whatever, I would have that most with Aunt Nan. You know, yeah. I would come here every week. So no matter what, even if my dad was home or not, I would stay with my mom during the week, and then I would come here on the weekends with Aunt Nan. So mm -hmm. you know, and again, Aunt Nan's a whole, a whole another story of, uh, of support that I had. She was basically she, and I, I love my mother to death. She's still alive now, and I love her, but. Aunt Nan was more of a traditional mother to me than my mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. Um, so can I, can I ask you, so you said that it was probably grandma or great grandma that sent that package yes, to your dad. Almost certainly. Is that, is that something that were they enabling the behavior? Oh my God. They were the, they were the most enablers. They were the worst. I listen, I, God bless them both. Yes. They were, they're, they were both fucking crazy, dude. Great grandma was really crazy. Like that goes like way down the line of our family on both sides. Supposedly our grandfather's father, like our great grandfather, John mm -hmm. or whatever, like mm -hmm. supposedly that guy was a douchebag, like, <laughs> like all his wives and was like a drunk and shit like that. Jesus. Yeah. And then great grandma's husband, husbands or parents, like they owned like a bar in Bayonne and he was just like a fucking basically a drunk too. Yeah. So it, it goes kind of deep in there, but they were most certainly enablers. That package was definitely because my mom told me about stories. Like my mom was obviously against it. She could fucking. And my yeah. mom was, would, was getting high too, but in different ways and a lot, not as crazy as my father. Right. But like she knew about that, you know? She knew mm -hmm. that she sent those. And I never knew that your father got them and like ripped it up. I'm pretty sure she did the same thing down to Florida too. We went, me, Aunt Nan, and my dad went to, to Disney World. She sent some shit down there. But she, yeah. so the day he died, she would, you know, she would drive him to Patterson and fucking Newark and shit to get drugs all the time, forever and ever and ever. Forever that's, and ever and ever. That seems just, that's mind boggling to me. I had no idea. That's, well, I mean, the only, I. The thing that I, it's, I, I, the only thing that I could really come to it is, that she was just still so disheartened about getting a divorce when he was a kid and just felt mm -hmm. so bad for him that they just babied him for the rest of his life, literally yeah. for the rest of his life. Yeah. I, um, I talked to my mom recently. I went and visited and she's living down there near my brother and we had a big long talk. And that's one of the things she's like, I just feel so guilty about everything that happened. And I was like, mom, mm -hmm. Like you, I understand it and I appreciate it. And, but it, one, it wasn't your fault. And two, if there was any fault, I was just like, I fucking forgive you right now because you can't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need her to spend the rest of her life feeling guilty because of no. some shit that happened. And, like, I don't want that. <laughs> no. And I, you know, my mom, you know, also feels guilty for different ways and things that she wasn't there for and blah, blah, blah. And I used to kind of not really get along with my mother pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she was, she's eight years younger than my dad. So she was, you know, 
she was younger and just different. But now that I kind of think back on that, I, it's she had a lot of shit that she grew up with that was fucked up too. You know, she yeah. was born in uh, uh, she was born in 1961, but her pa- like my my grandmother was in, like her 40s, like when she had them. My grandpa was in, and she has three older siblings, two of which were one guy, and the, th- the third was with another. So like, she had shit growing up too. So the fact that she even made it this far is commendable for her. You know, like yeah, I, yeah. I everyone has their struggles that they're they're dealing with. So I used to I used to be so upset for her for not being a you know a traditional mom or this and that. She never even forget like she did stupid shit. Like she never really even did anything terrible anyway. Mm-hmm. But you know she it's she's basically still a kid too. You know she's still making it through her life too. Like uh, I'm here. She she did good enough. <laughs> right. You know, like, yeah. I... You always think all these people have their lives figured out and it's all taken care of already, but. Nobody knows anything. That's the fucking truth. <laughs> That's the absolute truth. I'm still, every day I wake up and I'm like, oh, okay, so uh, what are we going to do? And it's like, well, what worked yesterday? All right, you like that? Do some more of that. That worked really well? Do some more of that. That yeah. didn't work so well? Well, let's fix that, change that, or let's remove that from the from the program, from the daily program, you know? Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's been like, and I mean, I've been sober almost five years now and it's like and i i don't think that anybody could have told me any different any sooner but i wasted so much time fucking around and just being drunk and a lot of it you know so when we talk about nature versus nurture was it in me versus the um uh the resentments toward my father and all that kind of stuff um i think that one of the big epiphanies I got in sobriety was forgiving my father. Because I, what I yeah. realized is that he was on all of these pills for the various ailments that he was dealing with, the asthma, the joints that were deteriorating, all the pain meds. It never occurred to me up until like a year ago that this shit was rotting his brain. So he had been taking these pills and this medication for mostly like all of his life. He had yeah. asthma. And so what's that going to do to a person's brain? So like, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, he was just doing the best he could. It was fucking terrible sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it hurt a lot of people and it caused a lot of chaos that now still trickles out to this day, nine years after his death, but he was doing the best he could. And he was sick. He was very, very sick. And that was one of the things in the last year that was like, oh, I can forgive him for being sick. And I can move on. I can let it go because so many years I was so fucking angry. I wanted to kill him. And then he was dead. And I was like, I don't know who to be angry at anymore. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, I don't mean to laugh, but like that was the. No, ah. it makes makes complete sense. It makes complete sense. You have Um, to forgive them because, again, I think about it all the time, especially my dad. You know, he was this big athlete superstar and everything was then coddled by everyone ever in school because he never he was the superstar athlete he never had to go to class he never had to do any of that and Mm. he was getting high before he left high school yeah i um so like how do you how have you taken 
growing up with your father as you know as a drug addict as a as just as an addict and an agent of chaos in your life and now that you have a new baby or you have you have a child how old is your the I do. Kid? he's two he's two okay a over two and then we have the second one coming soon yeah so how have you taken like where do you get your lessons as far as wanting to be a good father and is it just do the opposite of my dad or like no it's 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 a good question because it it comes up and especially he's you know he's having a brother now too and i've i'm an only child so i don't i can't give him any pointers with how to deal with each other Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean you know you kind of i feel like i've i've had like mentors kind of leaned on a little bit growing up here and there in different areas of interest and stuff like that but as for being a father, I, you know, I just really try to do what I think is right. I, I'm pretty stern, really, because I was, it was, I was, I was pretty lenient on me, and I was able to run amok. And I, you know, I didn't really run too much, but you know, I, I'm pretty stern, but also super loving. That was another thing with my father, which I was lucky for. He was always super huggy, kissy, fucking lovey lovey-dovey so you know and they even you know two point where that got fucking annoying i was like oh get the fuck off me you know but right i it's 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 which is the same thing as i always am it's it's both ends super strong i'm never really good at doing things in the middle i go to one side i go to the other so when i'm giving him hugs and kisses and praise and telling him the baby he's great it's the most i could possibly do but then when i get upset at him i get pretty upset which i'm trying yeah. to kind of rear that in a little bit yeah. but um yeah he's still a baby i don't really get too upset at him, no he's starting to be a little fucking snotty dick so mm-hmm. we're, we're getting to the point <laughs> he's in those terrible twos soon yeah um you know another thing and i wanted to say to you personally is like a lot of my growing up a lot of my resentments for my dad um like i fucking hated the guy for a long 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 time and i feel like a lot of that resentment and that hatred was wasn't necessarily directed to his whole side of the whole side of my father's side of my family in in any specific way or any direct way but i always felt like i either ignored it because it was a manifestation of him in some way. And so I didn't want anything to do with that. So that included you and Aunt Nancy and, you know, grandma. And it was like, and I, I, I'm honestly, I'm just, I'm fucking sorry. I I get it. Like, I get it. I, it took me a long time to realize that, you know, but it was just like, I, I completely understand. Listen, I have a lot of resentment still against grandma and I love her to death. And we took care of her until the fucking day she died. But, you know, a lot of the decisions she made, I, it's just like sending fucking a fucking brick of fucking dope out in the fucking mail to you. Like, in reality, when people do that, the person who sends it very rarely gets in trouble. It's almost yeah. always the person who fucking receives it. Your yeah. dad could have gotten fucking a lot of trouble. Yeah. You know, I, I have resentment for her. And I used to tell fucking, we had these these two girls, these uh, you know Spanish girls that would take care of her. Like we didn't mm-hmm. have them, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I would have. She, she was fucking nasty and shit towards the end. But Jesus. you know, she would. 
Um, where was I going on this? Oh, you know, she would fucking act up to them and I would yell at her and she would yell back at me and, you know, it would look shitty and the girls never really said nothing, but I would talk to them once she would go to sleep or whatever. I was like, you know, I was like, I fucking love her and she's taking care of me and it's going to end up benefiting me and she's helped me out my whole life. But there's a lot of things that she and I don't get along on and we will never agree on. And, you know, and it's sad. I, I shouldn't really hold that, but there were a lot it's of a hard decisions. thing to let go. There were, there was a lot of decisions that she made that fully, uh, not even an, uh, whatever's the, the higher level of enable. <laughs> like it's she was all in on that. Yeah, <clears throat> it's just a, it's just such a weird thing. Like I'm still like I'm 43 years old, Danny, and like I'm still dealing with stuff from being. Of course, you know, a kid. And I I mean, that's, I guess that's just part of life. Right. But I just I feel I don't want to feel guilty about it. But like I said, I mean, it's just like these these outward resentments toward other people who don't deserve it and who have who have done nothing to to me, oh. you know. And so it's just like working all this stuff through and. <clears throat> obviously, you know, it's it always seems that right, people that, come together a little bit more ways. in a crisis. If we're, if we're forgiving, yeah. if we're forgiving my father and your father and mm-hmm. grandma, then you also have to forgive yourself. And therein lies sometimes the hardest thing. It's like, oh, and I've been working real hard on that too. Like, you know, a lot of the negative self-talk uh, and just the constant voices. And sometimes I'm like, is that my dad's voice? Is that my voice? Who is that some new voice that I've been just building in my head since I was fucking six years old? You know? So I, def- I, I definitely have multiple voices up there. Mm-hmm. At least different characters. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. <laughs> different characters. But so, I mean, that's I, slightly true because you always, depending on what kind of situation you're in, you definitely act a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And then you have the real person deep inside that's mm-hmm. a whole that's a whole nother thing yeah nobody wants you i mean i didn't ever want to let that out i mean i yeah, still that's... like it's it's hard yeah. but i um oh and i i i would love to be able to ultimately find a way to completely forgive my father and find love for him and all that like and i i try and maybe I, I have, you know what? It's funny too, is I have a Bible of his with like a little picture of him as like, a, I think as a little kid. And I haven't, I, I have, haven't a, it I have a, a bunch of stuff actually. And pretty much. So after the fire, when, so there was a fire here in 2017, I guess, literally uh-huh. like a couple of days before we had closed on another house. So this house caught on fire. Aunt Anna Grandma had to go to a temporary house from insurance. Aunt Anne died before she ever came back, and then we had to come back and take care of Grandma. So mm-hmm. when the when like the insurance company like they pay to fix everything, like they fix it up and whatever, but they have to take everything that's in the house and put it in a box. And you know how much fucking shit Aunt Anne had in the house. So we had like 250 like Home Depot boxes in the the living room. Jesus. So. We had to just basically look in it, see if we wanted any of it, and then roll it outside. We had like a company fucking come and like pick them up. But the only few boxes that I've kept were a bunch of boxes with pictures and shit in it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I, I wanted to kind of get rid of them. What the fuck is my kid screaming for? I wanted to, I was getting rid of almost everything, but that stuff I figured, you know, I might as well keep that. Because we don't have much fucking connection to the rest of our family anyway. And I know, you know, mm-hmm. you guys, your connection is certainly different because you guys were, were out there. But, you know, for a while I had a lot of people around here and almost everyone's gone. The only yeah. one left San Jacqueline. Yeah. Have you spoken um, to her? I spoke to her yesterday. Yes, did I did. I called her and I was just like, because hey, I've been going through my phone and, you know, contacting everybody. I mean, I got nothing else to do. And I was like, it's it's a good a time as any to start right. calling people. And I've just been either texting people and I just talked to her briefly. And I guess they're in a very low impact area right now. And yeah, Uncle as Bob right is, as of right now, is, I, I don't know, there's some got some blood thing or he something like that already, yeah. so um but i guess they're doing all right just they don't she, go out to lunch anymore she's, she's kind of getting a little kooky too <clears throat> did you notice really anything we didn't she, talk for very long uh, but um when she was here for the funeral she was i don't know but that was a weird fucking situation for everybody really yeah um, but I've just been trying to reach out to everybody and I would love to like, if there's pictures or something that you could scan of my dad or your dad. I have dad. a lot of, of you guys too. Yeah. I think I have I a mean, whole album at least of, of you guys. Um, but I would love to see any of those take pictures, I'm, screenshots I'm gonna, or yeah. scan them. I'm I mean, gonna, I don't I'm know what, what else you got going on. I mean, no, I don't know. It's but... a lot. It's about five boxes of albums. Wow. Wow. So I, I, I will eventually get that up and going. Yeah. Um, but I just really, I do want to have that connection and you know, it's like my, on my mom's side. So her mom did all this genealogy work, like trace their lineage back to like some fucking village in Norway. And I always felt like this huge, um, blank spot because I didn't know anything about my father. And then you sent me that stuff, which I would, if you could send it again, that would be awesome. That genealogy stuff. Um, because it always felt like, not just because of, um, not just because of like, oh, alcoholic or medical records or anything like that, but like, just where do, where do we come from? And I think it, for me, I I would like to know and get a better picture. And I've just, and that blank spot on my father's side is also, you know, of my own making (laughs) because I have ignored and ignored and ignored and ignored because I've been so scared of what I might find or, you know, again, well, just the, holding the, resentments. The, the grandfather side, I just kind of got that recently anyway. So that was a, mm-hmm. you know, he was from South Carolina. Like all that family's yeah. down there. Like yeah. I, you know, I, I met him maybe fucking three or four times. I didn't really, I knew grandpa Al basically my whole life. Me too. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, that's that goes deep into his line. You know, we knew a little bit about great grandmas and stuff, but they came from Poland in like the early 1900s. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's once when I went on family or uh, whatever the fucking website is, it gets to a point where like you can't really get the European records. So it didn't really make any sense anymore. Mm. Like it just it just goes away. There's just there are no records. Yeah, or they're yeah, there it's blurry, vague. Yeah, it's it's like impossible. <clears throat> so, but I mean, I I 
I have no doubt that alcoholism is is rampant, not only in my most recent lineage, but like going back, like you were saying, yeah. this is in the <clears throat> when was the bar in Bayonne? This what years was this? This is nineteen tens, twenties. Nineteen tens and twenties, yeah. Maybe a little later. Uh, but great grandma was born in nineteen oh eight. And then uh grandma was born in twenty eight. And then, and then Aunt, your father was born, or his Aunt Nan was born at 46. Your father's older than Aunt Nan. 45, I think. Yeah. So, Just by a year. So grandma um, was young, dude. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, <clears throat> It's just interesting to find out now. I mean, I, these are things that I was not interested in when I was drinking and or younger, you know. But, <clears throat> um, but I, uh, I just really want to know now, and I want to be I more so than ever. Is I'm I'm more interested in being connected with with my family, like how important it is, especially in a time like right now, where you're like, holy yeah. shit, like it's. And I I, I don't want to say it like I'm terrified or freaked no, out, but I, I think it's we'll a little. Right. Yeah, but it's still it's a little like, oh, wow, this is really happening. This yeah. is not a um this is not a drill and uh let's try to be smart and be safe, you know. That's, yeah. That's, <clears throat> it's serious. So, it's serious. That's yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's serious and it requires serious action. Um I hear yeah, my son running around. Let me uh let okay. me introduce you. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I think this is Danny Jr. coming up on the mic. So hopefully we'll see him here in a, just a bit. Thank you. Hello. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey. Hi. Ah, you're adorable. <laughs> Danny Jr. Danny Jr., hello. He loves to play with the mic. Play with anything, right? Toe-headed they, say baby. I, they say I looked like him when I was when I was his age. <laughs> you do. I mean, the, the, it's it's just funny. I I have I have memories of, of of you as a kid and like pictures. I think I'm my brother has all the family stuff, but um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 Want to say hi to the wife? Hello. Hi. How are hi. you? Why well, guys doing? I guess you can't hear. Us. No, I can't. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Hi. <laughs> Hi. This is our little one. He's <laughs> adorable. All right, buddy. I know you want to go play. All right. All right. Hi, nice meeting you. You too. <laughs> so that's that's the fam. We got another awesome. another maniac kid coming soon. It's awesome. Oh lord. Well, I'm I'm just I'm I'm glad that you're handling business and you got a family and like i'm just grateful that and i look at like my brother too who had some issues with with drinking and stuff like that but from what i what i can glean like he he loves his kids and his kids love him you know what i mean and so like uh, watching these relationships that i never got to have i'm just happy to know that these things don't have to fucking they don't have to repeat themselves of course you know? of course now that's we we that's our choice yeah. that's our choice you know a lot of people 
they fall into shitty situations which aren't helped by their original situations, but we still make choices either way. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, taking care of and loving your kid is... I think about it all the time. I, that's... The only thing I want to do is make things well for him. That's... that's, that's my, I don't really care about anything else other than that any longer. Yeah. Well... I'm just glad. I mean, that's <clears throat> that's the thing I think um, that you know, if anything else that we can we can give on to. And I have, I, obviously, I have nephews. You know, I don't have kids myself, but right. when I see them, I'm just always like so grateful that they are happy, they're well taken care of. That even though their parents are are split up, yeah. you know, and live in different states, that they're still excited. To, to spend time with both their parents. You know, I got a nephew who's 18 or going to be, yeah, he's 18 really? years old. I know, that's crazy, Jesus. right? <clears throat> he's like six foot three, he's taller than I am. So, um, you know, I, and I I hope that, you know, if they ever have any issues or problems or anything, please come talk to me. Of I mean, course. people are going to do what they're going to do and kids are going to get, you know, get do what, you know, what kids do. So there's no stopping it, but. Um, it's just cool to see that wow, whatever happens, I know whatever happens in the next generation, it doesn't have to be the same. And so no, that's something that absolutely. I really appreciate, like seeing with you and seeing with my brother and yeah, you got time. <clears throat> well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not pushing for anything. I'm like I said, I'm still young, right? 43. That's not, yeah, be all right. but, um, what else, Danny? Is there anything else? Oh, I feel like I got a lot off my chest. I feel good. <laughs> I, I appreciate you like talking about your dad, and of I know course. this shit's heavy and weird and can be tough, but I uh, it, I uh, feel better every time I do it. And absolutely, I like it. Yeah, I had I I went way too hard when I started that podcast. I did twelve episodes in twelve Yo, days yeah. in a row, and just mm -hmm. did them off the top of my head. I didn't take uh -huh. any notes or anything. I just did basically 15 minutes straight, 12 days in a row. And then after that, I was like, I, I don't really have anything else to talk about. So then it kind of <laughs> went into a hiatus. But I definitely do want to get into a plan of some more consistent podcasting, even smaller, you know, little blips, 10, 15 minute blips. I think it's do great. Multiple different ones. I love it. I really do. Um, I think in that one, if anybody's listening, is the Daily Ducey. That's, That's right. out there, right? I mean, you've got you've got twelve episodes, and right. you know. I, put, I put those up. I went straight through on those, and then kind of burned out. But I, 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 I plan on reorganizing. I have a couple of titles and topics of ideas that I, I plan on doing. Awesome. Well, cool, man. Um, please send me any pictures or any notes or even that genealogy stuff. I would love to uh, check that out. I um, thanks for for chatting and. I certainly will. Thanks for having me. We can do this. We can do this off the mic as well. Anytime you want. Of course. Of course. Absolutely. I would like that. All right, Danny. All right, cuz. I'll talk right. to you soon. Take care. All right. Bye. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter: Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at a is for alcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>